0: This is Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Credit like this. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. We marking out. Pro wrestling talk by
1: pro wrestling fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk by. Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 463. I am one of your hosts, Dave the Rave, and I am alongside here with Brandon. Make sure you go check us out on Twitter at Out, at Dave the Rave underscore MO, at BTTG161, at Chris Weendog. Go listen to Chris on the Wednesday Night Wars. Awesome, awesome job so far love listening to myself uh it myself <laughs> um yeah brandon last because well we all know but yeah marketing.com it dot com, all of that fun stuff brandon how are
0: you i'm doing awesome as always and yourself
1: i'm doing pretty good you know doing pretty good What's so how's doing? the uh how are those uh wednesday night wars going it's it's been fun. I've I've enjoyed doing them. Yeah, I mean I've only had the opportunity to be on two of them, but it it's fun. It's a lot of
0: two? it's really two nice. or just
1: one. I believe two. Two of them. I it's fun to be able to discuss this AEW NXT battle back and forth on um, went battle back and forth. And now nights.
0: Now uh Young Bucks deleted their Twitter accounts <laughs> due to either storyline or online words that people had due to the end segment of AEW this past week where a guy was clearly missing Goldust's head, and he was still selling it. Huh. Well. Which I, I have to say, I, I've quite enjoyed the uh, Tama Tonga and Enzo feud that has gone on on Twitter because Tama had said, if, said something like, oh, if that's Enzo underneath there, fire him already he's terrible at <laughs> punching
1: Nah, that's I, I know that they've been having a feud for a while
0: well i guess since probably since the g1 supercard incident if that, i i don't even know if that that's probably a work but
1: i don't know well marking make sure you listen to wednesday night wars but this is marking out pro wrestling talk by pro
0: wrestling fans and this past week we had a uh a pay-per-view. Yes, that we did, that being WWE TLC in Minneapolis, Minnesota at the Target Center.
1: Alright, so I'm very happy to say that I won the
0: predictions. Uh, the kickoff match we did not even have announced yet, so uh, we we didn't choose that one, but Umberto Carrillo defeated Andrade.
1: I think we probably Andrade, would have Andrade. Picked-
0: Andrade? I can't roll my R on Andrade. I, I heard Selena well, I- Vega say that that whoever she was talking to should probably roll her R's on Andrade, Andrade yeah. as well. But I can't. It's more difficult for me to do for some reason. <laughs> I still can't but, roll my R's. But like I was, was
1: like you can't say Umberto Carrillo. Umberto Carrillo. No. You No. Can't do. No. It like it sounds like I'm trying to.
0: You sound like that Joe Biden gimmick now. <laughs> Did you see that or no? No, I didn't. Somebody, somebody, I, I, took, I it. somebody took an Ultimate Warrior promo where he goes, and then played the video of Biden going. Oh, it was really funny. But yeah, this Umberto Carrillo versus Andrade was again a fantastic match. It's what... I mean, it's honestly what, like, the best Lucha Libre you'll get.
1: Yeah, no, it's just here interesting. It in seems in that we we're seeing uh, Vega and Andrade go their separate ways. Well, more I mean,
0: here it, was, here it was less than that. So there was at least strength on Sunday at the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy yes, about that. Yes, that's very true. But the uh, actual pay-per-view kicks off with a ladder match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. New Day retaining the championships over the revival uh there were some really cool spots in this match one particular that sticks out in my mind was uh Dash and Dawson holding the ladder and Kofi jumping over the ladder into the ring and yeah. then doing doing the same spot again and and diving onto him or whatever or drop kicking i thought that was a really good spot yeah, I mean, they had a lot
1: of dangerous spots, too. Oh, um, yes. Every
0: time I see that one spot where the, the ladders are, like, seesawed... Oh,
1: and I somebody know. somebody
0: jumps up, I it's like, I can't see that spot without thinking of Joey Mercury. And for some reason, that spot ended up on my timeline today, and I watched it, and I saw the blood dripping everywhere again. Oh, uh, yeah, Ugh. poor guy. Yeah, I still, I, I really, I still can't believe that.
1: Yeah, happened. but... But this really was a fun and entertaining ladder match. Yeah. Um, talking about fun matches, this next match I loved. Aleister Black picking up the victory over Buddy Murphy. Um, it took a little bit to get into it, but I think that these both these wrestlers totally delivered an awesome match.
0: I think right from the start when you had Buddy Murphy sitting down mocking Aleister Black.
1: Yeah. During uh, his entrance, and then, and then Aleister Black getting into the ring and just staring right back at him
0: yeah sitting sitting down face well not face to face but across from each other
1: there were many moments during this match where i was just like can buddy murphy actually pick up the victory over aleister black
0: and see a lot of people complained well i shouldn't say a lot of people but i know there were people that were complaining about this match due to the fact that buddy murphy like why should buddy murphy be able to go against aleister black well I i mean black should be this like monstrous force or whatever but I I don't see any reasons why he shouldn't be able to. He's not only the same height as Aleister Black. He's, I think, even heavier than him now. But I guess because 205 Live has that stigma of like, oh, dude, nobody likes 205 Live. I
1: mean, buddy, like Aleister Black has, every single match that Aleister Black has had uh, recently, he's been giving offense to his opponent. Even when he was having a squash match against a local uh, enhancement talent the enhancement talent actually got a few punches on Aleister Black and Aleister Black sold them so I think Buddy Murphy is that you hyped him up coming over Monday Night Raw and you were really giving him a, a big push I think that yeah why shouldn't Alistair Black be selling
0: and putting over Buddy Murphy this especially when Buddy Murphy has been having really good matches on the the now main roster or exactly then main but, roster, I should say. Now it's just all three of them are.
1: Yeah, but if this was like a legit squash match, which I guess uh, people would rather see, some people would rather yeah, see. I if it to say was not a, me, yeah, if this was a legit squash match, I think that me, you, and Chris would definitely be disappointed because we know how much of a good match they could put on, and we were yeah. lucky enough to see them put this on. So, Absolutely. and I, I've been preaching Buddy Murphy for years. You have been. You definitely have been. Uh, Aleister Black,
0: breaking his nose during this match. Yeah. It was like, it was literally every other match, basically. Well, not really, but I mean, during Umberto Carrillo and Andrade, they had blood. Uh, Andrade got his eye busted open at yeah. one point, And then they skipped the New Day Revival match with blood. And Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy had blood.
1: Yeah, but this match, there were so many good moments to it. But Aleister Black picking up the victory.
0: Up next, we had an open challenge for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. The uh, Viking Raiders issued that challenge. It's like, oh, who could it be? Maybe it's a uh, brand new tag team uh, coming up or debuting on Raw, returning tag team, etc. But it was the best tag team in the world, the OC, accepting the challenge, Ski.
1: Yeah. Um, so this match ended in a double countout. What's your take on that? Uh, well, like, how do you? All right, so the thing is, I I feel like I didn't want to see Viking Raiders lose, right. so I wanted to see them retain, but I also wanted to see I didn't want to see OC lose cleanly because I do enjoy the feud of OC and Viking Raiders, and they're finally delivering on the OC being a uh, dominant tag team instead of when they first. Prior to uh, AJ Styles, where OC would have like their promo talking about how they've been in Japan and stuff like that, come out and then lose to the Usos.
0: I think they unfortunately lost the crowd during this.
1: I think so as well. I think that the double countout is really the only thing that they could have done but in order to continue it. But yeah, I feel like the ending – really lost people and I mean the
0: crowd reacted to that too yeah um, up next kind of really really kind of did shock me because it was that was literally one of the only matches that they've pushed was this TLC match between King Corbin and Roman Reigns and then it wasn't the main event which just completely threw me and uh, as far as the match goes it was just i don't know completely unnecessary i don't know if you if you feel the same way or what what do you mean like the match what was the reason behind this match well i mean you had
1: the entire dog food stuff and um uh, what do you mean
0: like why wouldn't it why wouldn't it what like why wouldn't this make sense I I didn't say no, I didn't say it didn't make sense. I just it just didn't it didn't do anything for me it was it was a oh, match gotcha. for no reason
1: I was actually a big fan of this match. I'm a big fan of King Corbin and I like the feud of King Corbin and Roman reigns um in this match, I thought it was really good, and I really liked that King Corbin picked up the victory over Roman reigns, and I liked the involvement of um I guess, Revival. Not, King, yeah, King's,
0: I, King's Court, and you Ziegler. know? I was a big fan of that. And then I guess his whatever you would call them. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know if I was expecting more. What else would you have expected? Um, I don't know. But at this point, like, okay, so that, that super kick that Ziggler hit. Like out of yeah. nowhere, I thought was really good. Well that's what they
1: did on this that's like similar to what I was talking about with the prevention of going through the table like two weeks ago. Um where it was like a super kick out of nowhere because the camera doesn't catch it, but I'm a big fan of that spot too.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I guess I mean mainly I'm I've probably just thrown that Reigns didn't win. I I guess. I'm I'm happy with it. It's
1: continuing the storyline letting him play out i'm i'm good with it i mean king corbin he was even on uh uh fox news this morning really yeah he was on fox news this morning and of course i i had it on and i'm watching it as i'm preparing to be with the patient and stuff and i'm like the guy like hearing him they were just like you you recently was with the dog food and he goes into full gimmick he was just like well, he's the big dog. I mean, it would be I had to feed the dog. It would be wrong if I wasn't feeding the dog.
0: And it's and, real dog food too, he confirmed on backstage. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Um I'm sure. <laughs> uh, uh next match up I think should have been for the WWE championship. Uh the entrance was was I, I think the best part of this match for well, Bray Wyatt. Um, Bray Wyatt did pick up the victory over Miz and I think this was just a complete dud I'm going to take the opposite I don't uh, know how you could the crowd was as dead as could be I think that they. It, it just didn't work for me
1: for me I loved it it's, it's the persona of Bray Wyatt it's this happy-go-lucky guy and who didn't really want to fight the Miz The Miz's battle is with The Fiend, not really Bray Wyatt. Uh, Bray Wyatt coming out, like, first from the theme song to him coming out, waving to everybody, smiling, uh, getting into the ring, then getting out of the ring, then getting into the ring, like, playing with the crowd to get the cheers. And then the entire match, just really being on the defense, getting beaten up by The Miz because he didn't really want to go on the offense. Uh, The only offense Bray Wyatt had was Sister Abigail uh, moments. And I I was a fan of this. It it,
0: it really. I mean, the crowd I, was dead for this. I think after that the, dude, after this match ended, I was like, oh hell no, we still have Bobby
1: Lashley. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, <laughs> I mean, like, I, oh I, god. I
1: understand. I understand why people were out of this match, but for me, I was in, I was actually invested in the match. Uh, Because I guess maybe I got it. I wasn't really expecting. Oh, it.
0: oh, mister, I got it. Well, I think that the people that didn't get it weren't really, were maybe I don't think it's a matter it. of getting it or not. It was just, it it was just, I think, a dud of a match. They tried something and it didn't work. The crowd it, just didn't react to it. It. I think that, it, I think that the crowd did react they, to how, it. How, what do you mean? They, they just sat there not doing anything. They,
1: well, popped, there's not... they
0: popped for his entrance. That's it.
1: Yeah, but there was not really much to react to. It was really Miz just doing offense for uh 3 minutes. Um I, I mean, I, I I think that I think that if you were disappointed then maybe you just didn't get the mentality and the storyline of that match. I I loved it. it, it I
0: don't know. It did for me it didn't even like show that Miz was super pissed off at I mean, it, he was going I, after Bray Wyatt yeah, and everything, I, but it yeah, it wasn't it, I, I think Miz definitely
1: showed that he was super know. pissed off. It, I mean, it, I think right it felt, I think it
0: completely fell off and uh and the only saving grace was the was Daniel Bryan showing up.
1: I totally I totally disagree
0: with you. Um I think that the, the, even the, 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 end all, part, the crowd was completely dead from from post entrance to well, there's
1: not really I mean what Daniel are Daniel Bryan coming to, out.
0: What are you supposed
1: to be reacting to? It's a Miz getting it, offense.
0: It's it's a wrestling match. People react. Yeah, but there's wrestling not much matches. of
1: a there's not much to pop for if everybody's cheering for
0: Bray Wyatt. It's not a it's not about cheering or anything. They weren't cheering for Bray Wyatt. They were they were literally dead. They were they were silent. They weren't booing Miz or anything. They were dead silent. You could hear a pin drop in the arena.
1: I was I I don't know uh, I loved until the Daniel
0: Bryan came out, you could hear a literal pin drop.
1: I love the match. I love the story that
0: the match told. Well, Daniel Bryan returned, uh, shaven, shaved beard, shaved head.
1: Unfortunately, not Ring of Honor, Daniel uh, Daniel Bryan,
0: which is what I was expecting. But we got like 2011 ish, maybe.
1: Yeah, like his NXT uh, era.
0: Still, well, no, a little after NXT because he has the beard now. But still, very weird to see him on a show like that, and then you have Seamus looking the way he's looking, yeah, <laughs> similar right. to that era.
1: Yeah, really but funny. Daniel Bryan, awesome to see him there preventing uh, Bray Wyatt from using that mallet on The Miz. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Up next was a tables match. Bobby Lashley defeated Rusev. I think I thought for sure Rusev was going over here. Um, and honestly, the one spot that I actually liked during this match was them using that barricade, the guardrail. Yeah, where, that was a cool spot. Lashley went through that.
1: That was a very cool spot. But we don't,
0: we know normally it's just like, oh, we went through a table, end of the match. Instead of like actually having other things you can go through. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, and the storyline's going to be continuing. So for those that don't enjoy the storyline, or for those millions <laughs> yeah, yeah, and millions yeah, happy, and millions of Year, people about. on YouTube that love watching it, um, it's going to continue. But next up, you had the main event: the Kabuki Warriors uh, defending their championship in a TLC match against. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair picking up the victory. Um, now this match, I feel like it fell off.
0: I'm, I'm the opposite. Yeah. This First of match, all, I, I just want to I, I just want to say <laughs> that that this decade began with women in WWE having a dark ten diva tag match on the pay per view on the Raw Rumble 2010, I believe. And a twenty second women's championship match between I think Mickey James and uh maybe Layla, twenty seconds and that was like the whole piggy James era, uh-huh, and now it ends basically on with the pay-per view. It ends with women main eventing in the first ever women's TLC match for the women's tag team championships.
1: I mean, I thought that there this match had a lot of fun spots. But towards the end, something... Yeah, well, you can't
0: you can't blame that match falling off towards the end because of, like, j- anything well, I mean, can we blame, other than... Can we blame Charlotte Flair? No, absolutely not. Why not? Well, because there's... I wouldn't put the blame on her at all. Kyrie Sane, at one point, got knocked out. Becky Lynch was doing all her best, I guess, to protect her. Charlotte's now, still... There, I mean, I don't know how... There,
1: isn't there a dispute that... Uh, I don't know at Charlotte what point shouldn't have happened. started to pick up
0: Kyrie Sane and go after her. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, after after Kyrie like completely like the way she took that spear, I guess maybe things should have been like uh, we should have known what's up or something or communicated with her somehow. Maybe Kyrie did say like no, I'm good, and then Flair went ahead with the power bomb regardless, which is one pro says marking out. And she tried to pick up Kyrie for that, but she completely struggled. Kyrie still got herself up there. I don't know who – I don't know what to think with that. I don't know. I don't know, know at what, what point. It seems like Kyrie got knocked out at the time when she jumped onto Becky Lynch on the table when the table didn't break. Yeah. But that could couldn't that could that have been a completely other other spot or whatever. I don't know. Mm -hmm. She got really – she got tossed really hard into that barricade by Charlotte before that. Yeah. But I I really like this match. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess the one thing I thought was going to happen that didn't was the Poison Mist.
1: Yeah, I was surprised that we didn't see that.
0: But I guess that's a good thing because too much Poison Mist could be a bad thing perhaps. Mm Mm-hmm. I know also on the internet, people were saying like, oh, how dangerous so-and-so is because they threw the monitor and it hit Kyrie Sane in the back of her head. Um, which then fans, it led fans to like slowing down the clip and seeing it was Charlotte's monitor that flew in the direction. But then somebody posted alternate like an angle from the fans
1: mm-hmm. and
0: the, the monitor comes nowhere near Kyrie Sane. So that like shut that part of the argument about Flair out. Mm-hmm. But overall, I I honestly I did enjoy this match, and I'm happy. I'm happy with it. I know a lot of people did complain about this. Yeah, yeah. I
1: <laughs> no, I I guess we're gonna have to see the breakdown of it. But I guess now Kyrie Sane is off TV.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, because they they were supposed to have uh, Kabuki Warriors versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair at the Garden. Live event after Christmas and uh, in a cage match. And now I think it just, I don't know if they change it again, but the last advertised version of it that I heard was a triple threat for the Raw Women's Tag, Raw Women's Championship, Becky versus Charlotte versus Asuka, which yeah. is kind of, to me, is stupid because it's like, oh, let's team them up. Let's have them. I, I know it's a live event, but live events to me should still correlate with TV where... Like, yeah. if you're having them team, don't have them face each other.
1: Yeah, No, I, I could understand that statement. But, yeah, so that is TLC. But, now, let's get on to some Monday Night
0: Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which opens up with the Beast Slayer, King Slayer, I don't know, Seth Rollins. Brings out Authors of Pain. And he basically says, Kevin, screwed Kevin. And he calls himself a leader and a visionary and apologized in advance for a score that he needs to settle. Didn't say what it was. Yeah. Left he us put guessing. The, put the blame really on the fans. Which honestly was very surprising. Not that he was putting blame on it, but they were in Iowa. And Rollins, I don't think, got any reaction. Like, not even booze. That's his hometown. Yeah, tough crowd. And, yeah, dude, I, this the, the crowd, I think, was was awful for Raw. And then they went ahead and taped Raw back-to-back for, for next week. So the Christmas yeah. episode of Monday Night Raw next week is a taped show from Iowa where I'm assuming they're going to be piping in crowd noise.
1: Hopefully it's a little bit better of a reaction and stuff.
0: Which it, it's, well, I mean, they're going to be, you're going to, I think it's going to be obvious when something is piped in. When nice it's
1: piped. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it, it and it sucks. I, I would assume that if they still have the same sets for Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, that SmackDown tonight at Barclays Center would have been also Monday Night Raw. Like a mm-hmm. tape but uh they're they're taping NXT which is cool and I wish I wish I was there for that or taping some of NXT at least
1: yeah that would that would have been cool to to get to to go see
0: but uh speaking of C the OC defeated Viking Raiders I felt like Scott Stanford when I did that <laughs> <laughs> but the OC picks up the victory um before the match they cut a little promo about TLC and uh etc etc but they they controlled most of the match i thought that this was a good wait the oc did pick up the victory right yes yes they have two they have two victories over the raiders the only team to have victories over them yeah
1: i thought this was a good match i was surprised that oc picked up the victory but now the question is for
0: me i thought it was too long of a match
1: I and, thought and that it, it, was, it just, it I...
0: had me wishing that the Viking Raiders were back, were not back, still in NXT or mm-hmm. with NXT on NXT.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, OC picking up the victory, but now I'm sure they're going to get some redemption with Viking Raiders.
0: But maybe, next, maybe that... I mean, this is a match that I could see them doing like another. I don't think they'll, I don't know. I didn't read the results or anything, but. If they were going to from Monday Night Raw, I would see this being their miracle on 34th Street fight gimmick.
1: Nah. Next up, you had Eric Rowan pick up the victory over Dante Leon. Um, Nothing really to note here.
0: Well, Dante crawled under the ring and went to uh, look under the sack. But Rowan saw him and chased after him, and the guy tripped, and Rowan took, uh, took over. The end. I do like how the enhancement talents are trying to get to see what's underneath the the sack. Mm-hmm. So it gives yeah. it gives somewhat. Like, I don't, I still like it. This is one of those things where I feel like they they're like, oh, you know what? Let's do this, but they don't actually know where it's going to.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I hear that. Uh, talking about knowing where it's going to. Live Morgan, another promo. Uh very seductive.
0: Yeah. She uh well she what if she, she strips down, gets into a bath, yeah. and then talks about uh She has to what is it? She had to destroy herself? Something like that. Yeah, something
1: about destroying herself to kind of evolve into something. But I mean, hey, I, I'm still fingers crossed for her being uh with Bray Wyatt. Fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> Which it's still that, like, a, I mean, it really kind of wouldn't make sense given that she's on Raw and hey, Bray and Fiend Mark's, are on SmackDown.
1: Hashtag Mark Dreams. But
0: Speed next Mark up Dreams?
1: Had, <laughs> I don't know who's dreaming of this one, but <laughs> Lana asked Bobby Lashley to marry, to ask her to marry him. And it was such a, it was, it was a funny bizarre, story because uh, the way that this went down was she brought up how she wanted Bobby Lashley to propose to her, and then Bobby Lashley starts to play with it, and for a moment I,
0: you thought I, that he was what? I, I thought he was gonna like break up. Exactly. Well, no, I, you know what? I don't, I don't think I thought that, thought that, but I thought maybe there was like an inkling of that. Like when he goes, you know, I don't like when people tell me what to do. Yeah, I, I like once he said that, I was just like, wait. He
1: just picked up the victory. Okay, maybe this is going to be the end of it, but I don't get it. But, okay.
0: It's always then disappointing a- when you when you get a proposal in WWE and it's not like, Elizabeth, will <laughs> you marry me? Yeah. See, I think I had to do that to tie it into the picture of the week. Uh, there, there you go. Well, you got to tie. You got to tie. <laughs> it's an awful picture of the week, but hey, whatever. <laughs> And now and now it is confirmed that uh, Lana and Lashley will be getting married on? Next week. Uh, next Raw. Wait, is it next week?
1: Yeah, next week on Monday Night Raw, she's gonna, they're going to get married.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah, yeah. so. Last,
0: last we're Monday gonna... Night Raw of the decade, we're getting a wedding.
1: <laughs> well, we know WWE and weddings. I don't think it's going to go as planned. I don't know. Oh, no, can we crazy. get eight in English?
0: Uh, You know, like what what you said, like
1: what you said last week. Could we get Rusev Day? I would.
0: I would really hope for that. But no, it's already taped. There's no way we would have heard that all over the internet. I'm maybe they're gonna. I don't know. There's no way they taped that. Are you sure we're getting that next week and not the first Raw of 2020? I believe it's next week. I'm. I don't know about that.
1: Um, I don't know. Keep on going about the next match. I'll check it out. Well,
0: I'm almost there. So.
1: Well, keep it going. Keep it going.
0: (laughs) The next match up, we saw a gauntlet match to determine who the next number one contender will be for the U.S. Championship. Oh, their wedding is set for December 30th. Look at that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So you had uh, R Truth started out with Akira Tozawa. Um,. What did R-Truth do in this? Oh, R-Truth beforehand cuts that promo about John Cena being his childhood hero. And then he was like, once I win the U.S. championship, I'm going all the way to WrestleMania and points up to where the WrestleMania sign would be. Yeah, that was really funny. He's pointing in there and he's just like, where's the WrestleMania sign? R-Truth has had so many spots like this decade that have been so like on point I'm pretty sure it was this decade when r truth in the Royal Rumble ran out, grabs a ladder from under the ring, puts it in the ring, sets it up, climbs the ladder for the Money in the Bank briefcase, and it's not there. And then Kane, yeah. Kane yanks him off the <laughs> off the ladder and tosses him out. But it's like all those – truth is fantastic.
1: r truth is golden. But you like, uh, really, uh, I gotta say, my favorite r truth moment though isn't even from the twenty four seven stuff.
0: Was it when he or lit like, up a cigarette? Actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, who who else was in that segment?
0: That... Morrison and Yeah, was it, it
1: was him and John Morrison. It was where he turned on John Morrison and he lit up a cigarette
0: and started smoking. Wait, when he turned on John Morrison? Is that when did he is that when Miz and Awesome Truth formed or no? No. I don't know about I that. I
1: don't remember. I think he turned on John Morrison during this segment. Or
0: maybe he turned on the Miz. I don't know. But as far as this match goes, it was very long, which was expected. But I, I think most of it was very awkward. Because it's like, why why was R-Truth in this? Why was Tozawa in this? Why was Matt Hardy in this? Like, I'm not knocking any of them. I, I appreciate them being in the match, but I just don't know. Like, they didn't do anything to be in the match.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah no I totally agree with you. Uh And I think and then the Matt, Matt I, Hardy I, I, doing I, some delete and everything.
0: Yeah, I also I mean I, I feel like it's been years. I don't know how long it's actually been since we've seen it. Matt Hardy hit that Splash Mountain on Ricochet which I thought was cool. We had, which I'm assuming you don't even know what that is, but No. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the Razor's Edge sit down powerbomb. Oh, okay. Which I don't know when the last time we've seen Matt Hardy do that, but um it's just like that, like those portions of the match, just like kind of like dragged on for awkward awkwardness. Yeah, and the, I feel like the, I don't know if they were trying to get one of those like from the earlier because we had that really good gauntlet match earlier in the year. Uh huh. And I don't know if they could keep wanting to like match the gauntlet matches of I- earlier.
1: I'm, I'm just happy that we had a gauntlet match And it's not because of the commercial break crap That they tried to pull in the yeah, beginning of the that's,
0: year Yeah, that's good But yeah. um, as far as this match goes though Like the ending, you had Andrade She, uh, she Andrade <laughs> pulls up the the ring mat Outside of the the ring And Hits Umberto with the DDT On the concrete Rey Mysterio runs out Andrade and Zelina Vega left and it ends in a no contest.
1: Yeah, I don't understand why it was a no contest. Why I don't understand why he didn't just roll him into the ring and pin him.
0: And then to top it off, Seth Rollins comes out with AOP with the pipe that Mysterio had given to Kevin Owens. AOP, they beat down Rey Mysterio. Rollins says that he, he was like, I didn't come to fight. I just wanted to give you the pipe back. Ray grabs the pipe. AOP didn't let him pick it up. And then, instead of attacking Ray with the pipe, he goes, you owe me one. And then he
1: doesn't attack him.
0: But he does. He hits him with the curb stomp. And oh, then yeah, later yeah, on...
1: Yes, yeah. yeah, he hits the curb stomp.
0: Later on, Seth Rollins challenges Ray Mysterio to a title match for the U.S. Championship. Next week on Monday Night Raw, and Ray Mysterio accepts. So we went through... How, how long? Do you have a time on that gauntlet match?
1: Uh, Yeah. Uh, actually, no, I don't
0: maybe let's say forty minutes or so yeah it was it was a while, but there were moments where it was
1: entertaining, like seeing ricochet, in, yes no there a, there uh,
0: were a hundred percent entertaining moments of that match, but for like I said, most of it, I think was just very awkward um yeah, a lot of it did feel like it was filler, but
1: it didn't make, I actually was more into watching it though, like there was okay. never a moment where I was watching it, and it was what just about like, the ending? I don't
0: we literally went through all yeah, that no, just that, for Humberto that, I, Carrillo to not become number one contender again. Which for doesn't AJ Styles to take that away from him. I mean, for and, Seth Rollins to take that away from him. Yeah, that's, that, that's one thing I don't
1: like is that he hit him outside the ring. The bell didn't ring. It's not a disqualification or anything. He could have rolled him into that ring and pinned him for the victory. But, but uh, No, to me, that would, that should have been a DQ. I don't think that should have been a DQ because the match didn't start. Like the match never the bell never rang,
0: which I guess that's why it would be the no contest then.
1: Yeah, but uh, that's kind of frustrating to me because I think uh, that Andrade should have
0: Yeah, but if you if you hit a DDT on on the like the actual cement floor, that should be like instantly thrown out. I don't think so. I, I if, think if that, you're not in a match that's like a street fight, then yes, a hundred percent. I don't I disagree. I mean the only thing
1: that you could say is that I don't know. I, I I don't the the basis of this entire thing, as you mentioned before, I that I really don't like is that after all this gauntlet, Rollins is number one contender.
0: Yeah. Up next though were uh some mixed emotions for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asuka picks up the victory over Deanna Perazzo, NXT's Virtuoso. Yeah, uh, very interesting, surprising to see Diana Perazzo. It's like two words. It's like it's confusing and awesome at the same time.
1: Yeah, confusing I mean,
0: because we just had Survivor Series and we were told like that's it for the brand. Like no mixing of brands, even though you well, have in I NXT, mean, you have Raw superstars.
1: Well, I mean, on the other hand, we are seeing Nice and that's, that's what I'm
0: saying. We have Raw superstars on NXT, so I don't uh, – It's that's still weird to me, Damn Yeah, it.
1: so I, I don't <laughs> – but even still, like, Deanna Praza, I was surprised that she got as much offense as she did in this.
0: Yes, and I'm glad she did. I'm glad this was not, like, a, a typical squash match. Like, But, I, again, how could you if you want to, like, put over
1: NXT? Exactly, and especially considering that – uh, Prazo had a good showing in the, uh, uh, the tournament
0: which by the way um, I, we brought this up on the Wednesday Night Wars there were rumors that Edge was like signing to a contract with WWE coming out of retirement
1: yeah he turned it down right well
0: no, well no he said no and no but he said that in the past mm. when those rumors were here before but I had an idea that if that was to be actually true what if Edge returned at the Raw Rumble, surprise spot, number, I think it was 28, mm-hmm. is when he won in 2010, Oh, and then he shows up Monday Night Raw, everyone's like, oh, who's he going to pick? You know what? I don't know. Shows up to SmackDown, oh, who's he going to pick? You know what? I don't know. And then shows up the week after to NXT, or, or further down the line, and picks Adam Cole, and then they close out. Main eventing WrestleMania, Adam Cole versus Edge for the NXT That'd Championship. That'd be insane. I think that would a hundred percent solidify NXT being like, oh, they're not developmental anymore. Yeah, because there are so many people that still call NXT developmental, even though they're on TV just as mm-hmm. long as SmackDown. Yeah, time slot time slot wise, and I think they put on the better show, but. So what yeah. would you, what would you, I mean, would you be okay with that? Or do you, you would never in a million uh, years think the NXT championship would close WrestleMania or should close WrestleMania even? Uh, that's tough.
1: I mean, on one hand, yeah, you want to see NXT solidify itself and everything like that. But on the other hand, you do have the WWE championship. Um, I Yes, I but think- you
0: have to remember the WWE championship doesn't always close WrestleMania. That's true. Even That's look at true. this year's WrestleMania, Becky Lynch closed with Ronda Rousey and Charlotte for the I, Raw and I SmackDown guess you, Women's Tag Team. Not tag
1: yeah, team. Yeah, I, I guess you can have that take place. That would be very interesting. I'd be a fan.
0: But speaking of Becky Lynch, uh, she was interviewed after that, um, which she said for the last few months she hasn't been herself. She has been taken out of singles competition and put into tag matches. And spoke about how Oscar's really been the one person she hasn't been able to beat one-on-one. Or at all, really. Mm. And I like this because she's kind of calling out, I mean, truths, maybe? Saying like, oh, I was like super hot, and then all of a sudden, the company screwed me over. Fizzled out. Yeah. So it's kind of like mixing real life with with what's actually happening with the storyline or whatever.
1: I thought it was a good usage of it all. Yeah, for sure. Um, next up you had, uh, the main event. Yeah. The main event of the evening, Randy Orton picking up the victory over AJ styles. Um, Which, it was weird
0: seeing the two of them in the ring together. This, yeah, this was, I, I thought, well, I, again, this goes back to the crowd being just completely dead. It was dead, but on the other hand, I weren't they? Wasn't Randy Orton very over? I guess yeah. I mean, I, Orton's I, been he's been a face for for weeks now.
1: Yeah, he was very over, and it's weird because I was watching. And I'm thinking, I'm like, Randy Orton. Seeing Randy Orton wrestle right now is as if back in the day we were watching Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Edge, like all of these Hall of Famers and stuff. You're watching a Hall of uh, Famer. The
0: Rock's not in the Hall of Fame. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, but you ha- you re- you're watching the one of these careers that you know that he is a Hall of Famer, and you yeah. know that he's probably going to retire. I mean, I don't think that he has he's going to be going another five oh, years.
0: I know Randy Orton. Even if he's like takes like a, a limited schedule, Randy Orton, I think could honestly go. Dude, how old is Randy Orton? He can't be that. Yeah. He's, what do you think? Like forty two, like Cena or something. Probably like there's um, no way he's not like nearing the he's 39 years old.
1: Yeah, but it's still it's just a cool aspect to see him in the ring. And you're like thinking, wow, this guy is like to think about what he's done for the company. It's it's cool.
0: But he's only like, I mean, 39 is older for for wrestling. Yeah, he's, but Randy he's Orton old, he's is only in five fantastic, years than He's now. in fantastic. Well, not us. Please <laughs> relax. <laughs> he's nine years older than me. Yeah, but Randy Orton is in such good shape. It's not like uh, like Randy Orton could probably go to like Ric Flair age and still be held up. Yeah, like Ric Flair somehow is apparently cleared for in ring wrestling. Oh god! But and oh, I normal. think wants to return. I dude, if I'm assuming, I don't I don't want to assume that. But let's not hope for Hogan versus Flair at WrestleMania 36.
1: Um, I'm going to say
0: nothing but then. But no, because you, because you do want to see that, which is sick and twisted.
1: Uh, I'm so <laughs> sick and twisted. It
0: doesn't make sense. Why do you want to see that?
1: I don't know because, well, you just, um, because I'm sick and twisted. Yes. I want to see it. So I want to see Hogan and Flair one more time. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it.
0: And then Sting, Sting all over the news sites this week saying, I- I'll come out of retirement.
1: Yes, please, him versus Undertaker. If,
0: if the cards lined up, I'd come out. <laughs> Which, I, honestly, I, I guess I really wouldn't be opposed to that just because it's like the match that never happened.
1: Yeah. Exactly, and I I think that fantasy-wise, that's... I mean, talking on the same time, you have... GM- <laughs> like,
0: WWE's like, like, oh, we signed Sting, we're given Sting versus uh, Triple H, and it's like, what?!
1: <laughs> well on the same on the same hand, you're also having uh the talk of CM Punk and Steve Austin. Steve Austin saying that I'm yeah. out of retirement for one more match and it would be against CM
0: Punk. Which that was, yes, for some I I don't know how that like started up as a dream match. Because yeah. Steve Austin was like not long gone, but pretty much long gone when CM Punk arrived. But mm-hmm. It, but that that match is less. Um. I, I don't know what the word I'm trying to say is. Then Undertaker and Sting. Um. Not monumental because it'd be a monumental match. But like, there's so much lore and everything behind Taker and Sting.
1: There is. Yeah.
0: Because it's literally been like years. Yeah. But as far as this match, I kind of I kind of disliked that Orton picked up the victory. Like he was selling big time the the knee injury. Yeah. So and I I liked uh, with AJ faking him out of the with the the fake forearm. Yeah, and, and then, then he, he got jumped up with and it. still yeah. But and then the OC ran down, attacked Orton afterwards. Raw wow, the the War Raiders. Ran down to make the save, but they got taken out.
1: And then the OC standing on top,
0: which I thought was very odd. And also they, they didn't even mention, which we also didn't mention, uh, the ending from TLC after the, the, after Asuka and Kyrie Sane win the, the match retain the tag team titles, it literally cuts from them celebrating for like a split second to members of raw, mostly SmackDown brawling in the crowd because they were brawling all throughout backstage and everything, which at one point it, backstage it made sense with who was brawling, mm. but then for some reason OC got involved and, and oh, actually, never mind because Buddy Murphy and Chad Gable were for some reason brawling backstage in that whole mix with uh I think it was Heavy Machinery, Dolph Ziggler, Corbin, Reigns like those those four or oh, yeah, five make sense. Yeah, we even bring that up. But then the fact that the like Buddy Murphy and and why was Buddy Murphy brawling with Gable? That made no sense to me. And then the OC were were somehow involved and, and it ends with Roman Reigns diving off of the the stairs onto them. Yeah. In, in the in the in the crowd.
1: Yeah, it didn't make sense to me.
0: They didn't mention on Raw, they didn't mention it on SmackDown. It's just like the end of Survivor Series where they didn't mention Becky Lynch taking out Shayna Baszler then they went ahead and left her off TV for three weeks or so.
1: <laughs> I I know.
0: Moving on to SmackDown, though, we open with Daniel Bryan saying that when he was uh, I, I don't know, not abducted, but when he was taken over by The Fiend, he didn't know where he was. He has no idea where he's been for the past few weeks.
1: Very intriguing.
0: And he spoke about the brand that he had created for himself, and he didn't recognize himself, and that At one point, Birdie, when he saw himself, she didn't recognize him, which I've been saying that you're going to traumatize the kid if you don't shave your head in front of her. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, he basically calls out Bray Wyatt to prove him wrong about uh, not feeling pain. Mm -hmm. And Miz comes out to speak about what Bray Wyatt did to his family and that he's going to take Bray Wyatt's championship. And then King Corbin comes out and said he's next in line and called Miz and Daniel Bryan not only failed WWE superstars, they are failed fathers as well.
1: Who going below the belt.
0: So they looked at each other and they were like, well, we could do this. They dropped the microphones. Corbin drops his microphone. They, they maybe inch a little closer or or maybe corbin inches back a little bit and ziggler attacks both of them from behind corbin joins in boom main event
1: and that's how it's set up but after this pretty good segment i thought it was a good way to open
0: yeah after this we saw heavy machinery being interviewed and uh mandy rose came up to otis and let him know that she drew him in the secret santa and she's like I saw what happened last week and she gave him a ham and a kiss.
1: Yeah, I mean this has been a romance blossoming for a while,
0: which it's I don't noticed. know if originally was even supposed to be on WWE television. Why? I I think I don't think this like started on TV. This was like internet. This was I mean this was even like NXT. Real Oh yeah. A long time ago. He, he even dressed as Mandy Rose in that, in that Battle Royal for one of the, wow. the Hall- I forgot, Halloween I, Battle Royals I, in NXT. I forgot all about that. I honestly have no idea if this was even going to be on TV ever. I mean, this was a big thing that they were
1: playing up with, uh, not backstage, Bumped, maybe?
0: The Bump. The Bump. WWE yeah. The Bump, live every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Stanford, yeah, like I saw
1: I saw Otis even had like an interaction with uh Mandy's father at one point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so to see it like played up it's it's funny.
0: Yeah, so uh that led right into heavy machinery defeating the revival, which I uh had a feeling this was going to happen. But they had a miracle on 34th Street fight which every year, ugh, I just wish they were at Madison Square Garden, it's so much closer than I bet any other venue in the in the world could be to a 34th Street. Yeah, it's literally 31, 33, and almost 34. Like Penn Station is on is under 34th Street. Hmm.
1: Very interesting note right there.
0: But uh, it's really honestly, this was like a it was this this was a standard street fight. Nah, I don't nothing. know. I don't know how you do that bowling ball spot that that went down the ramp and not get hurt. Like it literally, it hit Tucker right in his knee. I don't know how. Especially that, it, with the, it, like it the, the, the down, stink. dude, with the down momentum. Like I could understand it hurting less in a match where like Al Snow used to do the bowling ball spot in the ring. Yeah, and they do it to like the groin area as like a low blow type of thing. I but mean, when, you're, when you're when you're bowling down a ramp. If that clips your leg, that still hurts. But okay, but in a ring, it's flat. The ramp is; it goes down. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, but after that spot further on, uh, the revival messed with Otis's ham, and he got pissed.
1: That he he took both get...
0: of them out, and then they they did one spot that Chris told me uh, his son popped big time for. <laughs> Lego spot. Which was uh, as big of a pop, perhaps, as Orange Cassidy. Doing his little uh, non-kick kicks.
1: Yeah, awesome. Uh, I thought it was still fun.
0: Yeah, it was a fun Fun match. uh, Although there are rumors that they're turning Revival into comedic characters.
1: Yeah, that's what Which they say. Which I already
0: questioned that entrance last week being real or, or fake. I I still don't I don't think that could be a real entrance. I really don't believe Dash Wilder comes out backwards.
1: Yeah, I know. You were questioning that from the start. You're like, "Who comes out backwards?"
0: And you said you think he's he's done that before, but I don't I really don't think that's been happening. So, if they, if they're going to turn them into a comedic tag Thing, I just hope it's done right And they're not like buried
1: Yeah, I, I don't understand why You want to turn them comedic They're not comedic uh,
0: Yeah, like, I don't know I, I, Maybe it's like one they, of those like uh, Charlie Haas, Lance Storm
1: Do this <laughs> Yeah, I guess we'll have to see what happens
0: But uh, yeah, after this match Otis ran into Mandy Apologized about the ham I don't know why he brought it ringside Although I guess, I mean, he was ready to go out for his match, so where else was he going to have it? Yeah. Also, absolutely disgusting. He was like, I don't know if he was eating it or licking it or kissing it after the match, but the thing was on the floor.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: do not put floor ham on. (laughs) Although I do, I I did pop for one of my tweets, which is so stupid to say, but uh, I I wrote, I believe kick the ham was a game they played on the streets of Brooklyn in in the 50s. (laughs) <laughs> like, kick you know, the ham you know like ba- based on kick the can yeah 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 no, that I, that's a, like a legit game that, like i don't know could you imagine kids these days playing kick the can
1: not at all our, uh, maybe our, if
0: it was on. maybe it was if it was on their phone or something I was say, maybe if it's on youtube yeah. I, like our generation didn't play kick the can no our, our parents generation did well I, yeah. you know what no you know what maybe their parents maybe played kick the can Somewhere between that. Our parents played stickball and stuff like that, I assume. I played stickball. Mm, but not not with, like, Brooklyn rules? I mean... Queens rules? Nah, I, I don't know. Like, yes, yeah, we, we had a stick and we, we would hit balls with it sometimes, but I, we never, like, actually played stickball. I have. I don't know. What about, like, box ball or whatever they call it? I'm not too sure that we've done. I think it's like the, I think it's called box ball. Maybe not, but, uh, but yeah, so he runs into Mandy. He, uh, hugs her and gets sweat all over her dress. And she walked off kind of upset, not not too happy,
1: not too happy at all. Bad move, Otis. And then we cut
0: back to the ring and revival's cutting a promo about the matches that they've been having and questioned whatever happened to good old fashioned tag team wrestling. And they spoke about wrestling and sports entertainment and gets cut off by Elias who performs a song. I texted you that this is going to happen. A lot of people are tweeting about it. People are calling the segment transphobic now. All right, because all right. It is what it is. I don't know what yeah. I, 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 I you can't, you can't please them all. I, but I, I don't, I, I don't know what they're doing with Elias. Like last week they did stupid stuff with him, like referring to Bailey as ugly and whatever else it was. And now again with, with like Caitlyn Jenner and stuff. I, I, I don't, I don't know who's booking this to, I don't know who's like, oh, this is a good idea.
1: Yeah. It's definitely not the portrayal that you want to really be having with him.
0: Yeah. But, uh, up next Carmella picks up the victory over Sonya Deville, which not really – not much happened here. I, I thought that Sonya Deville looked really good in this match. She, I think she always does. Yeah. I think the, the main thing to really point out here is that Carmella got pyro. That's true. Yeah. I I don't know. I, maybe this is like the build to Carmella. Maybe she's going to be like the favorite to win the Royal Rumble next year.
1: I don't know. What about that – like Sonya Deville had this one nasty kick or needed a, like a shiny wizard – moment that looked really awesome like it really looked like Carmela got nailed with it
0: yeah uh and I think honestly uh, the the better part of this I think was the fact that New Day's music hits while Carmela was still up on the entrance ramp she like mouths along to oh Brooklyn <laughs> and then dances to their theme song and then they they air double dutched and I popped big time for that
1: <laughs> yeah and then she had That's another on thing out. they used
0: to do on the Brooklyn streets that's so stupid day with the air double dutch but like not no not air they were actually yeah they would actually double dutch but yeah but i just i popped big time that that was like it's just like moments like that where it's like it just like one segment goes right into the next segment but then it Uh like actually makes sense
1: yeah no it was an interesting segue uh but also interesting sheamus another promo
0: which i wish they would give us some sort of clue as to who he's like talking about going after or who who he'll be facing or something well, he like goes after
1: cesaro but
0: like it, it doesn't make sense like first of all like i we we understand that he's back i get yeah. that he's back but without a target it's almost like meaningless and if he goes after cesaro it doesn't make sense it's just it makes almost as much sense as as braun strowman going after nakamura Earlier, yeah. earlier in that night, they had uh, Sami Zayn go up to Strowman and say, like, oh, I got you for Secret Santa. Strowman's like, I want an IC title match. And Zayn's like, oh, no, well, I, mm, oh, well, I can't do that. <laughs> so it's like, maybe he's the next challenger, but Nakamura is still doing tag team work. Cesaro is still doing tag team work. Yeah. Which, speaking of, New Day picks up the victory over Nakamura and Cesaro. Uh. Very... I mean, but then New Day, wait, got be- jumped after the match. Before we even speak about that though, I have to say this because I really hate those 3D graphics. I love them. I really do hate them. It it works for some people, like uh-huh. in this instance Cesaro's, I thought was actually really cool. It was like Matrix I guess style, like numbers and stuff like leading to a path of him. Uh-huh. So I thought that was really cool. Nakamura's man confused the hell out of me because it changed the complete arena. <laughs> I, I looked at TV for a second. I was like, I'm, I don't understand. How did they, why does Barclays roof look like that? I know what Barclays roof looks like. And it looks like some random like warehouse that was like unfinished with rafters I, and speakers. I have to and look banners. at it again. It, it it was, they, they changed it to like a rounded roof, like not almost not MSG like, but I, I don't remember what, um, what arena it was, but there's an arena that WWE, WWE goes to sometimes that has like a really like cool ceiling. And that's uh-huh. what, that's what it reminded me of. But like, I was like that, what is, and then I realized that it was a 3d graphic for, for Nakamura. Huh? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the match was whatever. It, was, it had an awkward pin spot. Yeah, I know. And like you said, Nakamura and Cesaro attacked New Day afterwards, and Zayn stopped them, only to then join in, and Braun Strowman comes out, makes a save, and Sami Zayn pulls Nakamura out of the ring before anything else happened.
1: Yeah. So, but we'll see what happens with that. Next up, you had... Uh, Bailey,
0: right? Yeah, defeating Dana Brooke, which I uh, have to say, I know people are going to call me a big-time mark, and by people, I'm going to say you and Chris, at least. I liked Corey mentioning the NXT TakeOver Brooklyn and the significance of Barclays Center for Bailey and Sasha. I'm
1: okay with him mentioning that.
0: 100% match of the decade. I don't know what you think might be the match of the decade. Well, I'll let you marinate on that.
1: (laughs) I don't know, but
0: I'm, I'm okay with it mentioning that. And Dana Brooke uh, again putting up a good fight uh, again, very good. She's been kept off TVs and uh, TVs. She's been kept off TV for for years, it seems, and months. And now she's back, and like actually, I'm I'm impressed. Man, I wouldn't even I, I wouldn't be opposed to her it, winning the championship even.
1: And apparently, she signed a, I think a five year deal. From what I was seeing on the sites today, I,
0: it seems like everybody's signing signing those new Day. It, yeah, everybody's signing deals now. Street profits. Yeah. Um but yeah. So uh, and also Bailey, I I don't know if she's ever used what she used to finish the match off before. I don't. Maybe she has, and I just don't recall. It seemed like a new finisher to me, which I I have to rewatch it because mm-hmm. I liked I liked it, but I don't I couldn't understand it. <laughs> um, It was kind of like Ambrose's finisher.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which makes me, when I
0: say Ambrose's finisher, makes me think like, oh, yes, she's definitely used it. And I just forgot. Yeah. But uh, after that, Bailey and Sasha uh, berate Dana, and Lacey Evans comes out, runs them off. She challenges Sasha Banks to a match, which I really hate. Like, earlier in the night, they showed... um, they show Dana Brooke backstage with Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, and then Lacey Evans walks by like, oh, whoa, friendly, ooh. But I just I hate that she's just randomly effaced due to that segment with Bailey and Banks a few weeks ago. I know. And now she and they even got her daughter involved this week too. Dude, that was that was funny though. You know? That kid looked like she so they they set up uh, Sasha Banks versus Lacey Evans. It ends up in a double count out but it was funny because they're fighting in front of Lacey Evans uh daughter and husband and the daughter looked like she wanted to bite somebody's face off i think she did make contact with Sasha a little i oh. don't recall seeing that but she was right. definitely fighting over the barricade
1: <laughs> yeah she she was definitely reaching over uh trying to get her hands on Sasha i mean uh, obviously she was she was in on it right she's a worker yeah yeah,
0: I, which I liked. Uh, I liked that Banks was yelling <laughs> at Lacey's kid in front of in front of her. Yeah, and then Lacey attacked Sasha and Bailey, and Dana pulled Lacey off of Sasha.
1: Yeah, I, I thought that was cool too. So
0: we're still going to be seeing more of this. What if no? There's no way we're going to see that. Like I was going to say, what if like we see her daughter do something in the ring? <laughs> like,
1: no. We. If anything, I could see her maybe slap her from like the barricade but that's it i i don't see anything more than that I,
0: who i don't even who's oh it's bruce pritchard in charge of smackdown huh because there's sometimes some stuff that happens on smackdown that just like that seems like a paul Heyman thing to me which the the whole involvement like with uh with um monroe and now
1: oh yeah yeah and now but lacey on, evans bro. Get that girl a contract.
0: Yeah, so uh, after that, we had the main event. We had Daniel Bryan teaming up with The Miz to take on and defeat King Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. Early on in the match, I liked they did the duel like yes slash it kicks. I mean, and there were moments where you didn't know if they were going to be able to work well together. Yeah, but for most of the match, they worked really well as a team yeah but Miz hits the he's got the figure four locked in on uh on Dolph Ziggler and Daniel Bryan flew over him to take Corbin out with the running knee and I thought that was really cool and it's like it's it's it's, it this it's so bizarre to see Daniel Bryan the way he looks again or teaming with Miz in a ring with Miz due to like their history so is, the match that we got that we wanted like a huge huge blow off between which would have been like a WrestleMania-esque style match if they built it build it correctly. Uh-huh. Would have been Miz versus Daniel Bryan, but now that they're beyond that point because it happened at SummerSlam, it's like which wasn't what we were hoping for. It was definitely like a what we were expecting higher. Yeah. Whatever of it. But now that we're past that, it's like this 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 whole like segment, like even earlier in the night when, um, when uh, Miz and Daniel Bryan were in the locker room together, and and Miz like thanks Daniel Bryan for like stopping Bray Wyatt from using the the hammer, the mallet. Uh huh. It's it, it's kind of like Team Hell No esque. It is, because they had that alter that they interaction. Even had, they had that ar, the argument, too, that was like, yo, are we going to see, like, Team Hell No 2.0? Can we fully trust Daniel Bryan? I, I, I would assume so. Yeah? I or don't know. I mean, you're setting seeds up to what? To be him back with Bray Wyatt? Maybe.
1: I mean... He was away. He said he didn't know what happened. Maybe there's a trigger word. Yeah. What if something really did happen and we just haven't found out yet?
0: Uh, The one disappointing thing here, I guess, would be the fact that the Fiend gimmick happened and TV went off the air. Yeah, that was weird because you had By the way, sorry to cut you off. At one point, I think it was during one of the women's matches. There was an advertisement that came up for a Fox, like maybe a, a basketball game or something. And it ends. It goes. And I was like, wait, what? And I thought The Fiend was about to come out. And then I realized it was, a, it was that stupid advertisement. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, so did The Fiend appear? Yes. The Fiend attacked Ms. and Baron Corbin, I believe. Off so air. See, like, that's what I don't get. It, it cut. Which, which I, that's I, supposed I, to happen? Yeah, SmackDown. I would assume so because SmackDown always ends at that time. Now it ends before ten, mostly, which pisses me off. Like maybe they put it as an exclusive on WWE. Uh I'm not sure. I asked Linux, he was there, so. Oh, gotcha. And then next week we have a triple threat match between uh, King Corbin, Miz, and Daniel Bryan to see who's going to be number one contender.
1: That I'm should be a good match. Um, who are you hoping to win?
0: I'm a, he's, well, who am I hoping to win? I honestly don't know who I hope to win, but I would assume King Corbin would win.
1: You're going King Corbin. I'm thinking King Corbin too. I don't know if, uh, Daniel Bryan if Miz will be able to, uh, go through the match without taking I don't even it, think it's out. that.
0: I just think it's like because we just saw him and Daniel Bryan we just saw him and and Miz so I don't know
1: yeah no I I guess we're going to find out next week right
0: I would assume so yeah
1: <laughs> on the very so. last
0: edition of Smackdown of the decade
1: alright well that is
0: Smackdown
1: hey Brandon you got any shoutouts
0: Hey, wow, this is Owen Wilson. You're listening to Brandon Shoutouts. Well, as I've mentioned before on the show, we are nearing the end of the decade. So I'm going to be giving some shoutouts that reflect on this past decade. And that first shoutout, you could probably guess it.
1: Hugh Morris. Is
0: going to Zack Ryder. (laughs) So close. Because honestly, I mean, without him, we wouldn't have gained as many listeners as we did when we first started. So... Definitely yeah. still appreciate everything that he did. We're still we hold the record, I believe it was six times of being the uh Are You Serious Bro tweet of the week. And uh yeah. former brosies of the week. And and he's the main reason why we have Marking dot com. Because he, yeah. he crashed our server, I guess, on I would think it was SoundCloud at that time.
1: Uh yeah, we were on SoundCloud and <laughs> we once we SoundCloud uploaded that. podcast. Yeah, ended up crashing it.
0: Yeah, so we literally, like, the few days after that, we got com. Now we're here over eight years. Nah. Almost, almost nine with the podcast. But uh, next shout-out goes to... Tyson Kidd. Mexico! <laughs> so close. <laughs> Which, at, at the start of the decade, I took a cruise to Mexico with my family, and I got maybe three Lucha masks. And since then, I haven't stopped. And I really, I like buying lucha masks i like having them and i treasure all of them as weird as that sounds (laughs) it's i just think it's cool so i'm i'm happy every time i get to go down to mexico and uh pick up some lucha masks the merch and then the the last shout out goes to nywc and kelly kelly and the now wrestle pro (laughs) oh uh because simply we we got to meet a lot of people because of them and we were able to get some cool interviews and bumpers and had some fun nights because of those two promotions that's for sure yeah so I appreciate uh, everything from everybody but those yeah. are my shout outs now it's time for our,
1: our...
0: what you got kiddo i'm going i'm going with what did you say what you got kiddo oh i thought you that was weird i thought you mentioned like a character (laughs) because i was i'm going with william shatner on backstage this past week really why instead of normally they've had like promo school have you seen the show you've seen the show right uh some so they've done promo promo school where, like, a celebrity would come on and cut a promo. Uh Uh-huh. This week, though, they did acting school and had William Shatner as one of the judges. And Ember Moon did something, I think it was from Star Trek, because it involved her tossing a fake rock. And I think Uh I remember, like, through pop culture, seeing something with Captain Kirk doing that.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: But Christian comes out in this giant coat, and I think it was like, Renee's like, are we cold or something? And he's like, do we just start? We, or do we, do we just go or whatever? And, and he takes out a stool, puts it down, takes off the jacket, sits down. And, uh, and <laughs> William Shatner's like, is, this, is, is there more? Is there more? <laughs> or what, what is going on? So Christian starts, the, 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 there's music playing. And Christian starts, he's wearing a maroonish, like a darkish red sweater. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeds to sing the Firefly Funhouse theme song like William Shatner would do. We're really glad that you're here. <laughs> so I pop big time for that. And honestly, like I can't see somebody wearing a a, a similar color uh, red sweater without thinking of Bray Wyatt now from from Firefly Funhouse.
1: It's so hard not to. Yeah, but. That's for uh,
0: sure. Another um, mark-out moment of the week of mine, as bad as, honestly, so they, they released the, the DLC for uh, 2K20, another pack today, Wasteland Warriors, mm-hmm. which, it sucks, because, first of all, the Wasteland, when when I hear the Wasteland and pro wrestling together, it's automatically Ascension. Ascension. So that's why I thought maybe they were, that's why they were left out of the game instead of because they haven't been on TV for whatever many moons, but um, it, it has nothing to do with them. And there's like an old stadium with like broken down cage and everything. And there's a junkyard that comes with this pack. But as lazy as this DLC is, where it's like we're just getting recycled people who are already in the game, just in like stupid attires. huh. Um. They they do have, and the game yes is still broken a hundred percent still needs to be fixed which the 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 patch that they released was 11 gigs and there's still stuff broken it's ridiculous but the dlc came out and they have new moves in the pack and one of those new moves was the the sliding german suplex and i was Hmm. i I don't know if i saw if it was buddy murphy that did it last week on the pay-per-view or yes because i know he does it on the main roster i know nakamura does it so i was like I've been wanting that that move in the game for probably two or three years now. And yeah. when I and I, I saw that move and I was like, Oh hell yes, I, I marked out big time for that. I was just like it's like, it's not like a like a weight lifted off, but <laughs> yeah, like, no, I'm I, just I, happy I like, to have that move. I feel like that was
1: one of the moves where you were just like where you saw it on the indie scene and then it's just like, okay, who's gonna use it next? Who's gonna use it next? Who's gonna use it next? And now it's one of those moves that is just like – I love it whenever somebody does it. It's such a cool, innovative move. And then I started to think like what else can you do from that?
0: But for me – It sucks because there there are so many other moves that I want in that game. Like I'm still disappointed that those those delete head smashes to the corner. Mm. That the only other person I've seen do was Kazarni. Uh, Has it made it in the game? I don't know if that's gonna happen. But a lot of the moves for for the uh, the new moves here were Austin Theory moves, so that was that's pretty cool.
1: Very <laughs> interesting. We haven't seen Austin Theory make an appearance yet, so who knows?
0: And also, uh, right. they finally, for some reason, it wasn't in the game from the start. They added the Boston hug, bank statement slash Bailey to belly move. So that's good that they that's added cool. that. But go on. All right, well,
1: my markout moment was probably King Corbin being on TV in the morning because I'm just a mark for whenever anything WWE appears on uh, some sort of an outlet like that, such as the news and... I think
0: Ziggler might have done one of the news gimmicks last night.
1: Nah, so very cool. But, all right, let's close it up. You want to take it away?
0: Well, you know, you uh, opened... uh...
1: Well, I guess that means I will close it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. That is Marking Out episode 463. Uh, check us out, markandout.com, Stitcher, iTunes, radio, uh, Google Play, all of that fun stuff. Personaltease.com slash markandout, YouTube.com slash markandout, 11, Facebook.com slash out. Uh, send us an email, out one at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at markinout at dave the underscore M O at BTTG161 at chrisweendog. And we wish you the, the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a
0: uh, Happy Hanukkah
1: and Merry Christmas Happy Hanukkah Merry Christmas